You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. For anyone that's new, thanks for checking us out. And for anyone that's returning, appreciate you coming back. So I hope everyone has had an amazing week. Um, I've definitely been super busy. Um, I'm finally walking for anyone that hasn't been here. I've been covering from foot surgery, so haven't had any too many exciting updates, except this past weekend, I ventured out up to Napa Valley for the first time ever. Um, so wine country for my friend's 35th birthday. Um, and that was super fun. Um, we had a nice house up in Santa Rosa. You know, we're bougie and had a, a driver driving us around to all the wineries on Saturday, you know, bounced around there had a little like microphone karaoke thing. So just was a total blast. Met some cool people, someone that is a huge Burning Man person. So made that connection there. Met another fellow um, podcaster who actually gave us one of our uh, wine tours, Katal Mike Wine. So um, hopefully he's going to be a guest soon. Check his podcast out as well. Went to another winery that we were convinced is owned by the mafia, aka I just made that up. It's probably not true, but um, definitely all around a good time. But I would say from that brief weekend I was up there definitely not a place that if you're going there for a weekend trip that you're you know going to like go out and like mix and mingle it was definitely a place that you're there with your group I mean we definitely mingled to an extent as I just mentioned with some of the people working there even our driver um, ended up coming back to our house and hanging out with us um, he's like from the, the Bay Area so that was you know kind of fun as well but aside from that like you know you, you kind of go to the wineries and hang out but it was still a great time um, and my friend I think had a great birthday so that was totally awesome but diving into um, this week's episode so I know last week we we had Jesse on and we were talking about long distance dating and she um, was very successful in her relationship who she actually matched with on Tinder, which is rare these days. Um, and, you know, she talked about some tips and tricks on how to be successful and what caused her to invest because long distance dating is not easy. So if you are investing in that and willing to kind of go that extra mile there's got to be something worth it for you, right? So she talked a lot about that. Um, I talked about how I tried once and it failed. <laughs> so, um, you know, those juxtapositions. So if you haven't listened yet, definitely check it out. This week, we have a guest on talking about her experience um, living and dating in Houston. So going down to Texas. And I've been to Texas many, many times, but only to Austin. And Austin, um, and we're going to talk about this a little bit today, is not like the rest of Texas at all. It's very liberal. They say to keep Austin weird. I think that's for a reason. It is a little bit weird, but I think in a good way. It's very music-centric. There's a lot of tourism there. So it's unlike the rest of Texas that's typically known to be very conservative, like very stereotypical South. So my experience in t with Texas is probably not the same as you would get in a city like a Houston or maybe even um, a Dallas or somewhere else that's um, even more rural than a big city. So I'm really excited to be talking with um, our guest Amy this week um, and hearing about her experience, especially coming from another city um, and what it's been like for her um, living and dating when she was in Houston. So um, let's dive right into it. And this week I have my friend Amy with me. How are you doing, Amy? 
Hi, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I know Amy through my good friend Hannah that I went to college with, but Amy and Hannah actually grew up together in Cleveland or the Cleveland area in Ohio. But um, Amy's currently living in Seattle. Um, but today's episode is going to focus on Houston because that's where you spent, I think, most of your adult life after college. Yeah. Yeah. I was there for seven years, a little over seven, I think. So what brought you there um, from Cleveland? I feel like that's pretty drastic change. Yeah. So after graduating high school, I went to Michigan um, for school, for college. And then after I graduated, I moved to Detroit. And that was the summer that the city declared bankruptcy. So it wasn't oh. in a great place. Yeah, I had a great time. I still to this day love Detroit. But yeah, it just like wasn't maybe the best place to live in 2013 for me. And so my parents had already moved to Houston two years before. And they were like, oh, just come down here. And, um, you know, like you can stay with us and you know, figure out what your next move is. So I moved there in like the fall of 2013. And I stayed there until this past February. And I, you know, found a job, I met a good amount of really good friends, like quality friends and found um, like a little community there. And I stayed and over time, Houston grew on me. I don't think when people hear Houston, I don't think they think it's like the sexiest city. It's not really like a tourist destination. And I would agree with that. Um, it definitely took a couple years for Houston to grow on me. Yeah. When I think Houston, I think of outer space. <laughs> NASA. Yeah. NASA, yes. There's NASA, there's oil and gas, and there's a lot of concrete, a lot of driving. Um, it's so spread out. It's huge, though. So you're not used to that if you don't like that it's kind of like LA in a way actually like because it's so spread out oh really yeah. with the driving yeah yeah pretty bad traffic too at certain times but LA might be worse with traffic I have no idea yeah I've never been to Houston so I definitely cannot comment on that <laughs> but anything that involves like an hour plus worth of traffic I would say is on par with LA <laughs> Ugh, oof yeah I, I'm very happy to not um, deal with that anymore. Or like even the last year that I was in Houston because of COVID, I wasn't like commuting or really having to go anywhere far. And that was a really nice like last year in Houston <laughs> to not have to deal with that. Yeah, that was, I mean, COVID definitely had a lot of negative things with it. But I think one positive thing was no more sitting in traffic. Yeah, no commuting. Ugh. So, okay, so you went to Houston, your family was there. So how was that adjustment for you, especially growing up in Cleveland, which is like a very different type of place? Yeah, I would say at first it was hard not knowing anyone my age there, like not having friends was pretty hard at first. Um, I was hanging out with my parents a lot on the weekends and like making them go to like fest cook off festivals with me and like random things around town, which was nice. But like I would look around and be like, oh, my God, all these young people like I want to be their friends. So that was kind of hard. You know, the vibe of Houston, it's some it's liberal. The core of it is liberal, but like the suburbs of Houston, I would say are, are conservative. And so just like 
getting acclimated to that vibe and like texas is its own like country in a way i don't know the the people there and like the way that they think about their state i mean it almost was it wasn't it it was its own country it was like the republic of texas for a while after i think the war with mexico or something which like everyone it's surprising all of the people that grow up there learn about that um in their history class and like i had no idea like i didn't really pay that much attention to the alamo and whatnot but in my history class but it was kind of hard uh just like adjusting to people's attitudes like about certain things and um like texas is best and like don't mess with texas like that vibe you know that wasn't how ohio was and like cleveland <laughs> so all those slogans like people really took to heart down there where i guess yeah. take to heart oh yeah and that like texas is this one of a kind gem which it is a gem but like there's a bunch of gems in the united states i would say so do you think that's specific to to texas or um like is that just like with the south in gen in general because i like do were there a lot of people like if houston's a city like were there a lot of transplants there or was it a lot of yes. people like, from the area so there's a ton of transplants in houston mainly because of um the oil and gas industry so like my parents, for example, like their transplants. Um, but what's interesting is most of my close girlfriends were all like born and raised in Houston. And I think that was pretty rare. I don't know like why it happened to be that way, but there are a ton of people from out of town that like moved to Houston and maybe don't stay long and move out. But yeah, it's a lot of transplants. And even with all those transplants, you were still getting the vibe of like Texas forever don't mess with texas yeah some people i feel like adopt that like attitude pretty early on because it's like maybe they just feel it and they're like oh this is cool like yeah that's the vibe um and then i don't know maybe if they went to school nearby so there's a lot of aggies um uh, like uh students from texas a&m that moved to houston and same with like ut but i think most ut grads like want to stay near Austin or in Austin um so there's a lot more like Aggies in Houston I feel like they yeah I don't know I guess they have that same mindset I would say it's just like a interesting vibe I, I just think it's interesting that that that's happening because I would get like I would expect that from a lot of people that maybe were like born and raised there even like from texas in general but to hear that a lot of transplants were coming and then adopting that too is really interesting to me that they were picking up that mentality too yeah i think because it just is it's not it's like i don't know how do i say it it's like a fun way of like getting into the culture like for instance they houston has like the biggest rodeo in the country like every spring and really like, yeah yeah it's huge and it's like a month long and they bring I mean the whole purpose of it is to raise money for um like agricultural scholarships for you know kids to go to different schools for ag stuff and like they bring uh musicians like I saw Usher there my first year, like there's like Cardi B went and then there's all these country stars and I'm not a huge fan of country. So I don't really know their names, but 
you know, they bring a bunch of artists for the whole month and it's this huge deal. And before, I think if anyone had said, oh, do you want to go to a rodeo? Like in college, I would have been like, not really. Like, I don't know. And even I think the first year I was in Houston, I was like the rodeo. Like I was kind of snooty about it. Um, Coming from the north, I feel like just, you know, that was me. But then I like went to one. I was like, okay, this is cool. This is fun. I mean, the animal stuff is still kind of weird. Like watching a guy ride a bull is like not fun for me. But I think like some people really got into it, thought it was great. Um, yeah, the mutton busting, like these little kids were riding like sheep, like that was really fun, but kind of weird to watch too. Like it's it's a whole culture down there. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm surprised to hear it's in Houston. I don't know why I just assumed that I would have been in like Dallas. I guess I just think of Dallas as like that kind of place. Yeah. Maybe because yeah. I think of Houston as space and NASA, I think of like <laughs> science people and Dallas is like country. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think some Dallas people would be pretty offended if they heard you say that. Like they, oh, really? Yeah, I don't think they like to be thought of as country. And like there's this weird rivalry between Houston and Dallas that I also learned of living in Houston. It was like, you can't like both cities. You can only like one. And like Dallas looks down at Houston because they are more like buttoned up and like proper. And they look at Houston as being more like roughneck, which is a term for like the men and women who like work out on the rigs. They call them roughnecks. And so like that's because of oil and gas, there's a lot of people that like, go through Houston and do that job. And so it's like, oh, those people like more blue collar and like roughneck. And so that's, I think, how Dallas looks at Houston and Houston looks at Dallas is like, oh, they're uppity. But I thought both cities were fine and great. I was like, oh, I don't, why do I have to choose one? <laughs> it's a Texas thing. That's funny uh, because I feel like Austin out of, if you look at those three as like major cities is like, the weirdest like most wild of them because they're so liberal <laughs> compared to the rest so I like yeah. I'm like wondering what they think of that <laughs> yeah Austin's just its own beast and I think everyone loves Austin I don't really I only met one person in my time in Houston who didn't like Austin so it was a good thing he didn't live there <laughs> my old boss <laughs> I also love Austin. That's the only place I've been to in Texas. And I thought I would hate it because when I think of Texas, I think of like country, very conservative, mm -hmm. like, you know, not I don't want to get too much into politics, but I think we all have heard of what's happening there right now with some, you know, like the abortion rights and everything. And I think that you think all of Texas is like that. And I, I feel like Austin, and I'm sure there's other places in the people as well, but Austin is almost like the exception to the rule which I like wasn't really expecting like it's very like hipster like there's definitely some like preppy parts but there was you know there's others that are more hipster like down mm -hmm. to earth like there's music festivals and I just wasn't expecting that when I went there but it's one of my favorite cities I will say yeah no totally I mean there's like a beach in Austin that's like a nude beach like in all of Texas I think that's the only place like area <laughs> that would have that 
I went there. Hippie Hollow off Lake Travis. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I had to leave because some creepy man uh, was checking me and my friend out through sunglasses. Oh, no. I was like, dude, it's a nude beach, but like you keep your distance. It's just etiquette. Like, right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> quit staring i know i can see you and he was he was not attractive i was like go away <laughs> yeah that's not a way to meet someone sir yeah no nope um cool but so throughout all of this like you're getting the lay of the land with houston the surrounding areas for sure but so how did that play into you like meeting people especially like with dating like coming from the north but like how did that play into like trying to you know date and meet people um well I guess I was used to guys of a certain type and I'll explain this more so like I made a like made friends with a couple girls we would go out on the weekends and go out to the bars and you know some of the guys dressed so weird for my taste, I was not into it, but there's like a whole scene um, and it's like guys from Texas A&M and I think maybe also guys outside of A&M dressed like this, but they all have like this kind of felt vest on. So they have a button up and then they have like a vest over it and, you know, they kind of wear these like boot cut jeans and some of them have boots on and <laughs> I wasn't used to that. Like guys did not dress like that in high school or college. And I personally just didn't find that attractive. And, you know, I also just wasn't used to it. So I was just like, mm. um, and so that was like a big like vibe up there and so that was kind of hard because I was like I don't really want to talk to these guys because like I don't like the way they dress which I feel like is being very picky I guess like you can always change or tweak someone's style if they allow you to right (laughs) sure Amy just just change just change all the guys you date (laughs) yeah Yeah, no like I just was like I don't want to do that um So I was looking for guys who didn't dress like that. And I didn't, I don't remember having a whole lot of success. And honestly, in those early days, like, I think I was just like having fun just going out with like girlfriends and like meeting strangers, but like not being, not taking anything too seriously. Um, And I've met my first boyfriend through a mutual friend, actually which I thought was pretty great because like by, I don't know, was it 2014, 2015, like apps were pretty hot, you know, like using Tinder. I think Tinder was maybe the only one around, maybe Bumble. Um, But most people were like using apps and I was kind of scared, not that I'm uh, above it at all because I met my current boyfriend on Hinge and like enjoyed that experience a lot. But at the time I was, you know, nervous about it. So I thought, oh, meeting someone through a mutual friend is nice. And like, oh, you know, how rare. And I thought that was cool. Um, And he, you know, I looked him up and down on the first day and I was like, okay, good. He doesn't dress like those guys that I would see at the bar. So, yeah, it wasn't the easiest, I think, to meet guys. And even after we broke up, then I hopped on some of the apps and... Yeah, like I found it a lot easier to meet guys through apps than like going out. 
which is interesting. I find that interesting. I would think it would be easy, like easy in Houston because the, um, what is it? The proportion of guys to girls. I think there are more guys in Houston or just like didn't feel like there were so many girls and not enough guys. So it was actually pretty fun going out, but I guess I just didn't find people interested. I, you know, wasn't attracted to anyone I was seeing out. <laughs> I feel like that's been the story for everyone I've talked to in any every city. Really? <laughs> They're just not attracted. Yeah, it's like that or like the guys that they are talking like that they want to talk to them, don't go up to them or and again, I'm not opposed like if I find someone very attractive or I'm interested in like you know, I have no issue going up to them if I oh, think yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. But a lot of times like maybe they're preoccupied with someone else or um they're in a group of like a bunch of guys and it's intimidating or something. Yeah. So it could also just not be the right time there too. But I don't know. Like I talked to one girl who like would change her location to other cities because she was so sick of the people where, where she was. So oh, I felt like I didn't have to do that because there was never a shortage of guys to talk to, which I thought that's a, one of the good things. I think a pro of Houston. Um, and I remember when I was single um in Houston one of my girlfriends we were in Austin for a bachelorette party and I was like cool like you know we're going out on rainy so like you know let's have fun and I think I was maybe one of the only single girls so I was like yeah let's talk to guys let's have fun and my girlfriend was like okay but like you know Austin it has like the Peter Pan syndrome and I'm like, what does that mean? And she's like, oh, like these boys just like can't grow up and, you know, they love to play around and they don't want to settle down. Like you're good in Houston because like you'll definitely find someone who will want to settle down and will take it seriously. Um, and so I was like, oh, OK. And then I had another girl tell me that I had a coworker tell me that as well. And I was like, oh, OK, good to know. So I don't know. I think. That's probably true, but at the same time, my sister met her now husband in Austin, so I don't know. <laughs> that kind of disproves it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like every city has their general stereotypes, but like there's always exceptions to the rule. Like I think mm -hmm. LA and New York and even Philly honestly definitely have several men that I can personally confirm have Peter Pan syndrome. Um <laughs> 100% that, you know, age 40 plus even. Oh, um, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Some of them will probably have it for the rest of their lives. If they are yeah. listening, they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> but I but there's definitely others that like in those cities that including our friend Hannah that is married with a child at right. age of 20, 25. Um, but they definitely <laughs> yeah. don't. So I think it just depends. But I could definitely see Austin having that just because like it is such such a tourist hotspot and there's always like people going in and out it's probably yeah. so easy to like get caught up in in things like that with like bachelorette parties and bachelor parties and festivals and like, yeah south by southwest there's so many parties ACL. yeah there's so much to do whereas like it sounds like houston like especially like with it being so spread out and like it being like you know, a little more concrete based on what you're saying, like maybe yeah. 
they're more inclined to like settle down because it's like maybe less of like a party city, if that's accurate. I would say so. Like there are the neighborhoods where you can go party, but yeah, I don't think I think the biggest party of the year is the rodeo. And like <laughs> that's, you know, I don't know. I think like rodeo is also it's so country and like I don't know. I think there's elements of like conservativeness in it. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but like, you know, I think rodeo is very country. Country is typically conservative. Like it's not like South by Southwest where it's just like tech and like cool, like progressive thinking. And then you have these parties and like, you know, all of that. Do you think people would ever like move to or from Houston? Like if they were looking for more of a relationship or not like less of a relationship? I don't know. I don't know of anyone that has done that, but I could see some girls and guys maybe doing that. Like there's also the culture of like wanting to settle down pretty early um, at some of the universities like around. Oh, the universities. Mm-hmm. Not, so not necessarily the city, like in when you're in school. I would say probably also in the cities, there was a big stereotype of um, like Texas A&M and like there's this ring, everyone wears this, they get their like graduation ring and um, it's like you're supposed to get also like a wedding ring by spring or something. Like if you'd been dating the person throughout college, I think, I don't know, there's a whole saying and I wish I remembered it. I'm not saying it right, but basically, like, if you had been dating someone seriously in college, like, that senior year, you should expect to also get, like, a wedding ring. And so if that didn't happen for you, and if you were an Aggie, and if that didn't happen for you, I think you would still bring that mentality if you moved to Houston, like, down to the city and then, you know, expect, you know, try to find someone and expect to settle down. And I think people, like, at other universities – in Texas, maybe not UT, but um, like Baylor, um, it was also like that. I think they're just like into marrying young and, and yeah, I guess I would assume that more of those people moved to Houston than to Austin or also probably moved to Dallas and Fort Worth more than Austin. And are those people that married young, do you know, are they still together or do they get divorced? (laughs) See, that's a good question. I always assume like, hmm, I don't think it's, you know, a good idea. It probably doesn't last long. But I personally don't know anyone that got married super young. Like I didn't befriend anyone like that. They probably weren't out at the bars looking for friends, you know, (laughs) all of my girlfriends, um, one got married in 2019 and the others are in like really good, strong, healthy relationships, but like not married yet once engaged. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm 30, like we're not 21 anymore getting married, but yeah, I have no idea. I just assume it doesn't always work out, but I don't want to be rude. So I'm sure some people (laughs) stay together and I hope they're happy because I can't imagine. getting married at such a young age i mean sometimes it does work i guess yeah, like, yeah. there are high, high school sweethearts and college sweethearts out there yeah um but i guess then so going back to something you said earlier about like how you were meeting people so i guess there are some people that are meeting people like in college when they're super young because of this like this culture 
that they have down there. Mm-hmm. So I know you said you were kind of having a hard time like meeting guys in bars and having better luck on dating apps. So mm-hmm. why was that? Because I know you said there was a lot of guys to choose from. So was it like, was it just, you know, the vibe at the bars? Like maybe people were kind of just there to have fun or you just were finding like there was better pool on the dating apps. Like, what do you think it was? Yeah, I think the latter that like, there was just like a wider group of people on the apps and maybe also like, I just, you could see like the prompts that people like responded to and it's like oh I know if I like this person already just from this answer and I don't know if that's I don't think that's like shallow of me but not shallow but like it's like easier because then I can just like say yes or no based off of like how you answer something before even having a conversation which like may not be good but it made it kind of easy and I think the places where I was going out it just like wasn't always conducive to like having a conversation like I I don't know have you ever been to like Barbarella in Austin oh yes yeah (laughs) after ACL though like late (laughs) night and that was a treat let me tell you (laughs) so there's a Barbarella in Houston which I adore and would love to go there and it's just like you know you just go and dance and like you don't really talk to people there or at least like I didn't I was just like I'm here to dance and like I don't know. I guess I just, yeah, maybe also the first thing you said that like people are just going out to have fun. I mean, I just didn't take that too seriously. But for some reason, I took the apps more seriously. Yeah. I mean, if it's anything like the one in Austin, people are definitely, they're either there like unable to communicate (laughs) or or they're like true story. Um, Yeah. Or they are, like, just there to, like, hook up. Yeah. Which it sounds like in Houston, maybe not so much, but that's at least how it was in Austin. Yeah. I don't remember seeing too many, like, dance floor hookups, but I'm also, like, not that tall. And so, like, (laughs) I couldn't always see the crowd unless I, like, went up on the platform. But, yeah. Oh, I do miss Barbarella so much. I've been trying to find a place like that up here, and it's... I'm sad that it doesn't exist. I can't believe that, though, because I feel like the one in Houston was pretty grungy. Um, Or at least by Houston standards, it was grungy. Like, the floor was always pretty nasty. And, like, I think it was honestly, like, the most inclusive bar I ever went to in Houston because, like, you would just see all different types of people um, dressed in, you know, whatever they wanted. And it was just so cool because there would be, like, preppy looking guys there and then like guys you know wearing girl clothes like dresses and it just was like you know no one cared that's awesome it was awesome yeah so I would expect like something up here like that too but I haven't found it yet we'll see there's somewhere in Seattle I'll come right I'll I'll take you find it (laughs) I know where they are I've I've been before um but yeah so I mean that's awesome um that there's places like that in Houston but yeah. I guess that leads me to another question. So when you were meeting these people and going on dates, like how were the guys like, were they, were a lot of them, these kind of like stereotypical preppy Southern gentlemen, like what, like how, like what type of dates would you go on? Were they like dinner and drinks? Like, yeah, <laughs> how was it? Yeah. So 
my first boyfriend was from Texas. So he was Southern and like stayed in Texas for college. So it never lived anywhere else. And I would say he was like a Southern gentleman, like to a T and like asked me out on like a, you know, real date. I think he called me first. I think we maybe talked on the phone first, then asked me out and like, you know, had a proper date. And like, he, you know, paid for everything. Um, and even throughout our relationship would always mostly pay for everything. And um, after we broke up and I like got back on the apps, I actually started matching more with people who were transplants. So they weren't from Texas and had moved to Texas. And like, I noticed more of the guys from like the west coast like wanted to go dutch which i thought was so interesting and like i didn't have a problem like so they wanted to split on the first date yeah where from the west coast were they (laughs) um san francisco um where else like well my current boyfriend he's from vegas i even well i don't know where this other this other guy was actually from India, but he had gone to school in DC. So all I guess East Coast too. Like we went Dutch, which like I was okay with because it was kind of hard to really tell off of a dating app how like interested the person is. And I just didn't want these guys to think I was out here like scamming them for a meal or something, which like I don't know if that happens a lot, but I just like didn't want them to think that like I was just doing that. So <laughs> I was okay with doing it. Eventually though, like you got to like court me. I'm still maybe a little traditional like that. Yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> I like I had this conversation with someone else too. Like I think I feel like whoever's asking the person on the date, at least in the beginning, should like be paying. And then like yeah. eventually you'll be going Dutch, like me and my ex-boyfriend, like, in the beginning, like, he paid for a couple dates. And then, like, once we were, like, consistently seeing each other and then in the relationship, like, we yeah. would split things. Or sometimes right. I would pay and then sometimes he would pay as, like, a right. nice gesture. But, like, I don't know. I would, like, if someone split with me on a first date, I would assume that they would not want to see me again. That's how I would take <laughs> that gesture. Just yeah. That's just my opinion. Me personally. No, I know. I think my mom would probably say, like, think I'm crazy for, like, being, like, okay with that. Because, like, at some, you know, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I mean, at some point, like, I want to feel, like, courted and special and, like, you know, you're putting an effort in and, like, it's through, like, planning the date, taking, you know, what you think I would like to do and or maybe an experience you want to share with me and then, like, paying for that. Yeah. And maybe, like, I don't know, I guess maybe that's old school way of thinking with, like, the guy needing to do it for the girl or if it's you know uh if it's a different type if it's a homosexual relationship with you know maybe that's yeah. it's i, I don't whoever fully asked. know yeah yeah whoever asked i i don't want to speak to something i don't fully know but like yeah. also like there is a pink tax and a wage gap and you know yes. i deserve to have that made up for oh 100 percent. like my entire outfit costs more than like what you threw on and you can wear that like multiple times and i have to think about or at least this is how i am i'm like well pairing this top with this skirt or like and then makeup and like i don't wear a whole lot of makeup but like makeup is expensive and 
Oh, yeah. If I felt like putting foundation on that day, like that bottle is like $40. Like, what did you spend $40 on? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I recently um, had someone uh, I was talking to, they flew in to, to visit me and I was going to like, you know, like I, I cleaned my apartment, got gas for my car, like bought them yeah. the drinks they liked. I was, oh, yeah. you know, going to pay. Yeah. Thank you. And I was going to like <laughs> get dinner one night and like maybe pay for like an activity, but like assumed we would like split some things, assumed I was going to get, you know, like something like, yeah. A meal. And the guy came and like paid for like almost nothing and like assumed that I was paying for everything because he flew to, to come to me. Oh my God. No. Cause he bought a plane ticket. No. I was like, then you should not have come. Then you should not have come. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's like, I don't know. Sometimes maybe we need to make things more clear, but sometimes there's just like, yeah. Unspoken things about how that works. Like it's not always about money too. It's like gestures. Like, well, yeah, it's, I think so. it also goes into the thought of like planning a date. Like, I think that's important. Like, exactly. Yeah. Thinking I would enjoy something or you wanting to share an experience. Like, that's also very meaningful. But yeah, I just thought it was, I was so used to like what my ex did, like, always mostly paying for things, even after like, like that was like a five year relationship. So, like, you know, there wasn't a point really where we transitioned to splitting things. And I got really used to that. And this is going to sound, I hope this doesn't like make me look bad, but I think part of me like just stayed longer in that relationship because I was like, oh, well, this is, you know, I felt like I was getting something out of it, but like I wasn't getting like the emotional support that I needed. So like in many ways now in my relationship, like we split a lot of things and like I like that because it feels more equitable. And then I, I, I very clearly know like when I'm getting something and when I'm not like more than just like, oh, well, he pays for me when I go out to eat. Like, I don't really need that. I need someone who's going to listen to me when I'm having like a really difficult time or like when we're, you know, in an argument, I, I need to like have back communi communication back and forth. So like that was a really good learning lesson for me but of course like I still love to be treated I just think I got really used to like that for a while and I was like oh it's, this is like the southern way and <laughs> it's like oh it didn't really that wasn't really meant for me but it was a great learning lesson yeah no I'm I'm the same way I'm like I, I'm uncomfortable when people pay for like too much. If you want to buy me something nice, I will take it. Yeah. But all the time. Yeah. Right. Like all the yeah. time though, I'm just kind of like, it just, yeah. I just feel like then I'm the same way. I'm like obligated or like stuck in something. So yeah, it it blurred lines for me. I guess I'll just say that it blurred lines and like it wasn't, it, it was, yeah, blurred lines. So, okay. So now with your current boyfriend you guys go dutch more yeah but guys from houston were that you did meet were paying for things yeah they were but you know i i still think most of the guys i met were not from houston like i'm trying to remember who else i dated i feel like i have such a bad memory but 
that was from Houston besides my ex. And there's like one other person I can think of. And he kind of ghosted me. Oh, really? He was, we were supposed to go to a Texans game. Yeah. And like an hour before we were supposed to go. And I was so excited because I've never gone to an NFL game before. So I was like, oh, great. Like you have tickets. Yeah, I'll go with you. And then like an hour before he's like, oh, I have to help my sister move. Actually, I don't know if this is ghosting, but like just terrible lie. Because like what? You have to help your sister move? Like you just found out about this an hour before. How about like you actually decide you want to go with like your buddy? Because it probably would be more fun than going with me, which is fine. But it's like, all right, dude, like whatever. So that was like my <laughs> my only other like Houston experience. Houston guy experience. Did you find either like I guess more so for your friends, like do people ghost a lot down there or not really cuz it's like the gen- not the gentleman way? Yeah, I don't think it's the gentleman way. I never experienced like a true ghosting. I don't know any of my girlfriends that did either. But I have heard of stories from one of my other girlfriends who's in L.A. about getting ghosted. So I feel for all the people who have been ghosted. Don't ghost. Don't be the person that ghosts. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I've I've definitely been ghosted more so here. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. It's easier here. It's such a big city. Yeah. Like in in Philly, if you're ghosted and like I definitely was there sometimes too, like the chance of me walking down the street and running into you is like high. <laughs> so <laughs> in LA, if I run into you and you ghost me, that's like, like pigs are flying. Like that's like shocking. <laughs> yeah. Right. So especially if you haven't met the person too. I don't know. I think it's really easy to just like stop. Responding. Oh, yeah, and I and honestly, I care less about that. Like, especially if we're not, if we haven't been talking that long, like it's still annoying. Especially if you yeah. like have made plans for something. Yeah. Um, but if it's it's just like casual conversation that like yeah. fizzles out, like especially in a dating app where there's like so many people, like oh well. <laughs> yeah, I will say too, thinking about like my friend's experience versus like my friend's experience in LA versus my experience in Houston. I never had guys in Houston like ask for nudes or like send me a pic. Like guys just like didn't do that. Even the transplants. So I also think maybe that's just like, maybe it's a Houston thing. And I could see that happening way more in LA or maybe even New York, maybe Miami. I don't know. But like that didn't happen in Houston. That's happened to me in several states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about Texas, though, actually. In yeah. North Carolina, North Carolina, I've had a couple people there, but I guess that's more like, that's like teeters the South. It still has yeah. the word North in it. So I don't yeah. know if that counts. <laughs> it's not South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like just above the Southern. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. I don't like sending those. I mean, not that I, yeah. I definitely have not just to confirm <laughs> I've not sent those because I get scared about what will happen yeah. to it, especially because I feel like they, they ask me and even if I was to send it by the time I would stop talking to them a couple of weeks later and then it's like it's on someone's phone or like in the interweb. So yeah, but my favorite is like when you get sent like the unsolicited either like dick pic or like shirtless photo 
And I'm like, one, I didn't ask for that. Oh and God. like two, half the time I'm like, was it really that nice? And then three, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then three, they're like, I sent mine. Will you send yours? I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, no, like <laughs> that was a gift <laughs> that you gave me, but I don't even know if I consider it a gift. It's just like, you yeah. just offered that. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah. A guy did send me a pic of himself just in a towel like around his waist (laughs) that was like one of the last guys I went on a date with before I met my current boyfriend and I was like what like I did not it was just like a weird mirror selfie I'm like we're not doing like who does this I don't want this like okay I'll just say it was after I had said I'm you know dating someone else now my current boyfriend like you know, pretty seriously, we're into each other. So like, I'm not going to go on any more dates. And then it was like, really, like, you know, want this? And it's like, yeah, no, (laughs) I'm good. I know. And it's probably a photo he has like front and center on his like Tinder profile too. (laughs) Right. It's always ready. Yeah. In their reserves. Um, Yeah. I love too. And like, now when pe- when they just ask me i'm like if you really want to see like a nude photo you can just go look up porn like <laughs> you don't need mine just like, like send them the link to porn yeah yeah porn hub only fans like yeah only fans <laughs> yeah for real there's other places <laughs> i know and sometimes they're like yeah but it's not yours and i'm like even if I sent it, my face wouldn't be in the photo. So how would you right. know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just <be> imagine. <laughs> Imagination. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So have you been on like any like bad dates? Like what's like, sh- send me some gossip. Like they Ugh. have to have some like yeah. ungentlemanly men down there. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my God. Okay. I'm going to tell a story about my friend this was not my own experience but this has probably been probably the worst dating story i've ever heard and then i'll tell you about one of my experiences so this girl used to live above me at my apartment complex and we became close and she was dating i think she also was like on bumble and she went out on a date with this guy and she's like bustier and I guess, like, at one point, like, she had her, like, elbows on the table or, like, something. I don't know. It was, like, you know, had her, like, arms on the table or something. And the guy was, like, so rude to her and was, like, um, can you please take your boobs off the table? She was, like, what? Like, excuse me? And then, like, the rest – I don't think she stayed much longer. I think, honestly, that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back because, like, I think earlier, too, he was just being so rude to her and, like, very standoffish. But, yeah, like, I don't know if this guy was from Houston or not, but, like, that was terrible. My own experience, I went out with this guy who I had worked with, but I had waited until after I left that company. So I was like, "Mm, this could be sketchy. So, yeah, went on a date with this guy. He was not from Houston. He was actually from Jamaica. And, um, yeah, it was awful because he started off the date by making a joke about me. being So, like, I'm half Filipino. And I had asked him, like, oh, would you do this weekend? 
And he was like, I cleaned my apartment. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, didn't give me much to work from. And I was just like, cool. Like, yeah, I love that feeling of accomplishment after you've cleaned. And like, it just is so nice and sparkly, like whatever. And he was like, yeah, you would like that. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, because, like, your Filipino, like, domesticated work. And I was just like, what? Like, that is not funny. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Oh, my God. I'm so crazy because I, like, just stayed there. Like, I just (laughs) continued on the date. I didn't leave. And, like, I wonder why I didn't. But I was just like, wait, what? And I think because, like, I, I have no idea. I I think, honestly, if it was, like, a white guy that said that to me, I think I would be like, what? Like, a white American guy would be like, hold up, no. Or maybe even, like, a white European guy. I don't know. But, like, I don't. that's not a good excuse. But either way, yeah, stayed there. And then I just felt like the entire time I was asking him questions, like, he wasn't really asking me anything. And then at the end of the date, he was like, um so you're really awkward uh yeah and I was like oh (laughs) like no one had ever told me like we're all a little awkward but like uh, okay but he said I'd like to go out on another date with you because you're pretty and I was like what yeah I was like you just put me down and then you try to compliment me like this is not how that works and I was like no thanks I'm good and I left and then it was funny because I we went out to a, a restaurant and had drinks and I had made plans with my girlfriend to meet me there for dinner. So I saw her like walk up right after that and it was like, OK, got to go. And like was so thankful that I like, you know, had my friend Kimmy save me from that very bad date. And then he texted me, though, like a couple days later and was like, oh, I meant what I said. And I was like, about what? That I'm weird? Like <laughs> that I'm weird, that I should like domesticated work because yeah. of my like ethnicity. My ethnicity? Like- yeah. I was like, uh and he was like, No, that I want to go out again. And I'm like, no. I'm like that that's not happening. So that's like the worst date. Oh my God. And I'm so glad that I waited to try that out after I moved companies. Cause can you imagine? going back into the office Monday morning and having to see him like I would have been so annoyed and like just like I don't know I wouldn't want to like interact with him on any level at that after that so I'm literally traumatized listening to this (laughs) like yeah oh my god oh my god I don't even I probably would have done the same as you like I wouldn't even have known like what to do in that situation because like leaving is like such a big like bold gesture and like I feel like he would have run after you like he sounds like yeah crazy. <laughs> well he like brought he took his scooter there too like I saw I was there earlier <laughs> than him he like rode it on his scooter so he like probably would have like caught up with me real fast on that scooter because I wasn't yeah <laughs> I was like walking away but yeah oh I, my god yeah that was weird that's yeah that's by far the worst all right so i guess like that's another question like so is like houston like a very diverse like yeah. area like it, 
And yeah. Sounds racist. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I Yeah, and he's Jamaican like himself. He's Jamaican. Like, yeah. He that that's what I like didn't really understand. I was like is he like purposely trying to push my buttons? Like is he that type of guy that likes to like I felt like maybe he was the type of guy that likes to put you down to make himself feel better. Yeah. But he was also like a hoe. Like he had hooked up with a bunch of girls at the office. I had heard. Uh, so I was uh, like, oh, interesting. Um, it's almost like he was like trying to like neg you or something to like, but like, that's just like not, first of all, I hate that in general, but also that yeah. of all things is just like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, and also this is like our first date, like first time actually hanging out outside of like a work function. Like, I don't know you like that. Like you can't. Really, you can't make that joke with me, period. But then, like, if in the slight chance that you could, like, the first time we hang out is not the time to do that, you know? No. But, yeah. Houston's super diverse, actually. I think, when was it? 2016 or 2018, we, like, hosted the Super Bowl. And there was a report that came out that Houston was the most diverse city in the country. and. I really do feel like that's true. I mean, just in my parents' neighborhood, I feel like it's so diverse. And even dating-wise, like, I, you know, went out with that guy. The only reason he was in Houston was because of, like, work. Like, I think a lot of people come in for, like, oil and gas because, you know, energy, you need it everywhere. And so, I don't know. There's just always different types of people. Um, Yeah, and, like, my parents met in like Houston the Houston area and like they're you know from two very different backgrounds like my mom's from the Philippines my dad's from Iran like the fact that they met in the Houston area back in like the 80s I think is like it just goes to show that there was always people like coming to Houston because of energy and maybe also even like NASA and like it's just like grown to be such a big melting pot um that's why the food scene there is great. I don't know if people believe me or like have even heard that, but I swear like Houston has like the best like ethnic food. And then you've got like, you know, barbecue and like Cajun food because like it's so close to like Louisiana. So, but yeah, great food. But anyways, I like to think Houston's pretty diverse and I think I dated a good mix of guys down there. And I was like really happy about that. I had like always wanted to date like different guys. I imagined that for myself when I was younger. <laughs> oh my God. I'm glad you made your dream come true. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's kind of a weird thing to think about, but yeah. It's interesting that there's, it's like diverse and that you're able to like meet these guys from different backgrounds, but they still like have this like Texas mentality. They're kind of like yeah. Southern gentlemen and like they all kind of fit the same mold despite having like these different backgrounds. Yeah. And it's surprising to even like some people for sure had more of a conservative mindset too. And like that was, you know, one of the reasons why I think my, 
ex and I also didn't work out because, you know, we just were like very different on politics and religion. You know, there's a big group of people down there that like love to go to church every Sunday and take it very seriously. And you like don't always get that. Um, I mean, I don't think that's a thing up here in Seattle. I think in LA, that's probably not a lot of people, maybe some, right? Uh, but in, that's... Maybe in Orange County. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, there's a big group of people that like that in Houston. So if you're into that, you know, it's a good place to be. <laughs> uh, noted. Um, not for me personally, <laughs> yeah. but maybe for others. Yeah. My last question that I didn't ask before is so like with NASA and like the oil, do you find that there's a lot of people that are a little bit uh intellectual we'll say yeah like nerdy or just like <laughs> I was smart trying, i was i was gonna say nerdy but i was trying <laughs> to make it sound like nice <laughs> yeah i think so i think i think there's a good mix of people you've got some super smart people that like were working on like when spacex was in houston the very beginning like NASA people, some of like, there's a bunch of like engineers because of like the oil and gas industry. And then even like the Texas Medical Center, it's like the biggest medical center in the country. All of those like hospitals have like, you know, technical people like doctors and nurses, like all of those people are super intelligent too. So I think, yeah, there's a bunch of like nerdy people, but they're like nice nerdy people. And I never met anyone who was super pretentious about like, you know, oh, well, I got like this degree and now I'm doing this. Like that wasn't, I didn't get that feeling. I will say one of the first things people will ask, or I felt like they asked, like when you were out at a bar, or, like meeting people for the first time at like a dinner party is like, what do you do? And it's interesting because I feel like it's in some cities, people do that in some cities, they don't. But that was very much a thing in Houston. And I think it's kind of like puts you in a stereotypical box from like what you do. Are you doing, you know, oil and gas? Are you in like the healthcare industry or, you know, doing like space stuff or whatever else people do in Houston? I don't know. So are they asking more so to kind of like understand, like to your point, like, where to like put you in like in that mold um or because i know like in cities like dc or even la maybe even new york it's more of like a social climby like how can you help me type of thing yeah i think it's more of like being in that like box i don't think it's necessarily how can you help me at least i didn't feel like it was yeah because i feel like sometimes like it just is like a conversation starter yeah for sure yeah it's like what do you do yeah so what do you do what are you interested in I always hated that question though because I was like I'm in oil and gas but I don't like love it it's not my life yeah like I'm not interested in it it's just my job yeah it's how I pay my bills <laughs> right yeah I'm like it this is why I'm out here right now buying a drink yeah and that's interesting what you said that they're like and like intelligent and nice too because I was going to say like I was wondering if some of that because I feel like there are definitely some like very intelligent people I've met that are like nice and cool 
and just smart, genuinely smart. Um, They probably have a very high IQ. But I've also met some on the opposite spectrum that do kind of have like a know-it-all attitude and are a little bit egotistical. And that transfers over into like when you go on dates with them and I just want to roll my eyes for an hour. So I wasn't sure if you encountered that as well. I did not. I did not encounter that kind of person that made you want to roll your eyes and, you know, made you feel like not as smart or anything. Yeah. I will say one more thing. I forgot about this. There's a lot of hunting pictures on apps. So like you get these like cool, like intellectual people, but then you can also get like duck hunters. So if you're into that (laughs) and you like a guy who can go like shoot a boar, you can find that down in Houston. So uh, animals on land replace the fish in the dating apps. <laughs> oh, there's also plenty of fish, guys. That was like <laughs> another thing that reminds me. There was a lot of guys that wore the fishing shirts out to like bars. And I was like, no, that's not a look. We are not in the swamp right now. Like you're not on a boat. <laughs> like technically Houston is a swamp, but like we're in a bar. Like, no, I don't find that as like a nice going out shirt. So. That was also like a vibe. I mean, that fits into it, I guess, like the South, like what you would think of. Always ready to fish. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Some people like those photos. I don't. (laughs) I do not either. Like, I'm, I'm not into that. I purposely did not swipe right on those guys. I I was like, "Mm -mm, not my thing. Sorry. Okay, so I think that's all the time we have this week. Um, So we covered a few different topics about Houston being a bit of a melting pot city, very diverse and attracting a lot of um, very smart talent with um, (laughs) NASA being there, oil and gas. Um, You still get uh, that uh, Southern charm, though, kind of in that uh, Texas forever mentality as well. And even though there's a lot of men to choose from, if you're um, a straight girl on the hunt, um, dating apps are still the preferred method um, to go, though you'll probably have a lot more conservatives there, which, you know, that's totally cool, too, if that's what you're looking for, Um, but just something to expect as well. So thank you, Amy, again, for joining me this week. Thanks for having me. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Allie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipeyswipewest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.